Welcome back to Studio Stories. I'm your host, Eve Langhorn, and today we're speaking to Leah Black from Hallie Harlow and Me on Insta on her journey to becoming a mother. We'll be discussing her fertility journey of IUI, IVF, and also the amazing decision to donate her eggs. Stay tuned to find out more. So today we're joined by Leah Black from Hallie Harlow and me on Instagram, who is mum of two to Hallie and Harlow. And today we're here to chat about your journey to becoming a mother and also your IVF struggles. So hi Leah, welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good. So how are you finding this sort of lockdown at the moment? How are you coping? Are you okay with everything? Yeah, I think I'm quite lucky that my girls are at the age where I don't have to homeschool. I really feel for the people that are homeschooling at the moment. I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Um, so yeah, we're okay. They We get out every day for our little walk and get to the park and they have a little run around, but it's fine. We're just ready for this to be over. Yeah, and you're, you live in Jersey, don't you? So it's a little bit different there. Yeah, so we're in Jersey in the Channel Islands, which is a small island between the UK and France south of south of England it is um and we have the it's all the kind of the same but we're a different government so our government rules aren't the same as the mainland UK so we're not officially in lockdown but everything's closed and we are being told to just kind of stay at home as if as much as we can and work from home if we can um, so we're we're doing that at the moment, but things are slowly starting to reopen now. So hopefully get to a bit of normal normality soon. Yeah, definitely. So do you want to sort of start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, my name's Leah. I'm 30 years old. Um, my husband's Kevin, who he's originally from Liverpool and he moved here about 11 years ago. We met when I was working actually in a pub and it kind of went from there we got married a couple of years later and once we got married we knew that we wanted to have a family um and then still seven years down the line we we'd had no luck so it that's kind of where our journey started after a couple of years of of trying we mm. knew something wrong so yeah we began finding out some information finding out what was wrong and and where we could go from there so um, you now have two beautiful twins, twin girls, Hallie and Harlow. Yeah. Um, and I know on your Instagram, you're very open about your sort of IVF journey and everything that you've been through. So could you tell me a little bit about so how you sort of started that journey and, and where you are now? Yeah, so like I say, after a couple of years of um, trying for, for a baby when we had no luck, me and my husband, we just thought we'd have a chat with our doctor um, and the doctor referred us to the what's called the assisted reproduction unit here in Jersey. We only have one hospital on island. So we were, were referred there and we just started they started doing tests and, you know, different kind of small operations just to kind of see if there was any blockages within my tubes or any issues that they couldn't pick up on scans and things like that. Um, and they obviously tested my husband's sperm, which was fine and I was fine so they couldn't really pinpoint it so we began with like the basic Clomid tablets which you take a few times a month which kind of boosts your ovulation and and helps to conceive we tried that for about a year I think we did that and it didn't work 
um, and then we introduced a trigger shot which you take to make you ovulate so it's just one injection and then from there that's when they tell you to try and it will help but that didn't work we did so many rounds of that we then moved on to treatments like IUI which is the it's kind of like a step down from IVF so it's we we were able to do it here in Jersey because IVF we can't do here in Jersey we have to travel to London for it because we oh, don't wow yeah we don't have the facilities here in Jersey our hospital is quite small and we don't have the doctors that are able to do it um so we did oh god I think about eight to ten rounds of IUI and because the consultants here couldn't find any issues as to why I wasn't getting pregnant they mm-hmm. they were certain that I wouldn't need IVF they kept saying to me you know let's not even think about IVF it's not something we're going to need to do you know you've got no issues you've got plenty of eggs and you know it's all great it's going to happen and that time just kept going by and kept going by and then about three years ago oh no it'll be four years now me and my husband were just mentally at the point where we just couldn't take anymore more so yeah my husband dealt with it quite well that we packed up sold everything that we owned and we left and we went traveling southeast asia we ended up away for about six months because my nan actually passed away whilst we were gone so we had to come back um but yeah we just we needed a break from like I was in hospital every week for nearly so, seven years. So with IUI, what's the process of, of that? So IUI is all of the medication that you would take similar to IVF, but the sperm is taken from, so instead of, like, how, how can I explain this in the best way? So with IVF, your eggs are removed from the woman and mm-hmm. sperm is then fertilized with the eggs in a lab. Whereas with IUI, they don't remove your eggs from the woman. They just you take the sperm from the husband and then insert it where close to the egg inside the woman. Right. So it's it's not it's there's no lab involved at all. It's kind of mm-hmm. the sperm is then placed with a it's very similar to um, like a smear test feeling. It's like a yeah. long, long rod, and then they just kind of insert the good bits of sperm that they've they've taken out of the amount of sperm given from my husband and they'll put that inside my ovaries near my eggs so that in the hope that the sperm will find its way to the egg so it's kind of kind of gives a boost to the instead of the sperm having to go from right at the bottom up to the eggs it goes directly next to the egg if that makes sense yeah so how, how many rounds of that did you have then I think it was about eight or ten. So, and is it, that is it is it once a month you can do it then? I assume every cycle you can try it. So I think we had a couple of months break on it, but um, gosh, that must have been so intense emotionally going through yeah. that. You know, eight to ten times, and it's every single month. And I guess the emotion of not being pregnant after you have it was probably. It sounds really intense. Yeah, it was. It's just like every month when you think you're pregnant, like. I'd, I think in my head I'd make up that I'd have a symptom so I'd be like oh my my boobs are sore this month oh I, I think this is it I'm pregnant and then you'd test and when it was negative it's it's honestly just totally shattering I was yeah 
became a shell of the person that I was before we started trying. Um, so it was it was tough. And after I think it was about six rounds of IUI was when we decided we needed to have a break and we'd we'd go away. Um, and then when we came back, because obviously my nan passed, we decided to go. We went back to the clinic in, in Jersey and done a few more of the um, IUIs. And then once I think I'd done another few of those, it got to the point where I said to my husband, we can't keep doing this. Like I mm. can't keep putting this this pressure on myself and it's not working. It's clearly not working. There's something wrong and we're not getting pregnant. So I said to the consultant, I said, enough's enough. I want to do IVF. And obviously in Jersey, we don't have the NHS or anything like that. So we have to fund it all ourselves, including all the flights and hotels in London. So it's not well, an to take. Yeah. Expensive as well, I can imagine. God, yeah. So I think it's now average is about £7,000 per round. Gosh, so how many rounds of IVF did you have? So I was really lucky and I actually got pregnant on my first round of IVF. Wow. Yeah. So and how did you how did you feel when you found out you were pregnant? So wow, God, I, I remember that day so well. So we had, I'll just explain a little bit about the IVF. So we obviously we had our treatment in Lister Clinic in London, um, in Chelsea, and I had I retrieved I think 29 eggs which is massive it's, a, it's so much and it's brilliant and I'm so grateful and I actually donated half of those because I knew that I made so many eggs each month I thought if I have so many that I don't need them all if I can donate half of those to someone who is going through the same pain as me then I'm, if I can help someone then I'm going to do it so I ended up with 14 eggs and six of those fertilized. So we ended up transferring two because we were told that one of them was quite low grade and it probably wasn't even worth transferring. So I said to the consultant in London, I said, right, I'll put, I want to transfer back the highest grade embryo. And then yeah. the you said is not worth transferring because I'd rather it pass through my body than you just throw it in a bin kind of thing and it turned into one of my girls so it's pretty crazy to think that they were willing to discard of that embryo and actually it's turned into a healthy baby wow yeah so can you can you explain how sort of IVF works yeah so with IVF they remove the eggs from the woman and they take the sperm from the man and then in a lab they fertilize the eggs so but the, the only thing is not all of them will fertilize so like mm -hmm. I say I had 29 eggs retrieved and out of the 14 that I got to keep only six of those fertilized so the others they kind they give you kind of like a six-day window um, and if in those six days the embryo doesn't multiply and become an like a formed embryo, then they don't keep them because they have to be at a certain stage for them to freeze them. Otherwise, they just don't survive the right. process. So it's it's all quite technical and scientific, but it basically in in the easy words the the eggs are removed the sperm's removed and then the scientists do their work and and 
technically build the baby in a lab with a natural pregnancy is the sperm would find its way to the egg and would fertilize within within the woman but Mm -hmm. IVF they do that part for you and then insert that into you and then yeah so you can have a fresh transfer which means you'll have the embryo or embryos transferred within the few days after your egg retrieval sorry it's really all quite confusing no no it's it's making sense to me so it'll make sense to the listeners (laughs) with the fresh you have that quite soon after you've had all the eggs removed and the um, embryos are fertilized but with a frozen which is what I had I had to wait a couple of months and start a load more medication and injections to then go and have my frozen transfer so when we had the transfer whilst we were in the room our embryos were in the lab next door being defrosted technically they are then inserted into you again it's very similar to the RUI and it feels very much like um, a smear test it's just like Mm -hmm. a rod and they've got their scanning machine and they kind of see the the right place to to put it back Um, and that's kind of how it works. So you found out then how long after having that first round of IVF that you were pregnant? So they tell you to wait about 10 days to two weeks before doing a test. I got to day four and I couldn't sleep. So I think it was about four o'clock in the morning on, and this was four days after transfer. So bearing in mind, my embryos were technically already a couple of weeks old. If (laughs) I won't even go into that bit. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) So because of when you have the eggs removed and then fertilized they're mm-hmm. technically aging as that's all happening so they were uh, okay. technically a couple of weeks old when they were put back inside me so yeah when I found out I was pregnant I was technically already a few weeks pregnant no that makes sense that makes sense yeah so yeah <laughs> it's really confusing but so it was four o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and I just couldn't sleep. I, I had to just go down and, and test and I did. Um, and it was positive. And I, wow. I, I actually put the test down thinking it's, it's not going to be positive. It's far too early. It's only my first round. There's just no way after all these years of all this treatment and all these injections, there's no way that this is going to be positive. And I left the room and I remember walking back past it and I, you know, when you glance at something and then glance again and you're like, what is happening right now? Yeah. And I ran up to my husband, just slammed the light on and just held up this pregnancy test and started crying. Oh my gosh. It's like, what? No. And then we both just were just crying for ages and we had to wait until like seven, eight o'clock to like call our parents to tell them. Um, wow. We, I tested positive so early because I had two in there where Mm -hmm. if I had one, I probably would have had negative up until the two weeks or the 10 days when you're told to do it. Um, And And when did you find out you you were pregnant with twins? So we, after the 10 days, you have to go into the clinic to have your bloods taken. um, And it's like a HSG level. So if your level is like above zero, you're, you're technically pregnant. If it's below, you're not pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and my level was something really high, something like 267 or something. So they were like, wow, okay. 
definitely pregnant and I was like does that mean that there's more than one because I'm so high and they said it's a possibility but we we can't know until we've scanned you so my scan was then you have like an early scan at about seven eight weeks pregnant so I had to wait a few weeks but at about six weeks pregnant I began to bleed so um, my husband took me into hospital and they scanned me straight away and without the doctor even saying anything I just looked at the screen and said to my husband there's twins there was wow. like that the doctor said it is there is two sacks but they're not formed yet so don't jump get your hopes them. up yeah is that they're technically not even a baby yet they're just a like a, a yolk as they call it like a like an egg yolk that hasn't built into anything um so we knew at that point that we were probably going to have twins um and then at my next scan we seen two bouncing babies around which was pretty crazy so oh my goodness wow yeah, I mean we kind of had thought about it because I transferred two but mm -hmm. at the same time we were told that one of them wasn't worth transferring and they were going to discard of it so I didn't think that I'd have twins but then I can't imagine my life now with just one it would I don't know what what like thinking about if I hadn't had one of them is you just, can't even think about it yeah, like I'm so grateful for it's actually amazing that you tried for so long and then literally like two bundles of joy came at the same time like yeah. I, I think I don't know I feel like sometimes it's it there's a reason why um Maybe. I mean I'm I'm very spiritual in that way but I yeah. I really do believe that that's happened for a reason and it's it's fate and you were meant to have two yeah me too me too looking back now like when I was going through it, I'd, I could never understand why it wasn't me. Why wasn't I being given the blessing of being a mum? Why was everybody else allowed, like being given children except me? But now I look back at everything now and I think my girls weren't ready for me. And mm. I do believe that now. But back then I, I would have told myself to shut up. I would have said, don't be so ridiculous. You deserve children now. But looking back now, I can't imagine my life without th just those two girls specifically. And I think mm -hmm. weren't ready and I had to wait. And that's kind of, yeah. It was your it was your path in a way that you were yeah. meant to have them when you did. And, yeah. and did they ever find out sort of why you couldn't have children sort of naturally? Never, never did they find a reason. Like our consultant over here says, even to this day, he's like, your case just blows my mind because we've just never found a reason and all of your everything with both of you was great like uh, you should have been pregnant I remember when we first went to um the ARU clinic in Jersey and he said to me oh you'll be pregnant within the year and I wasn't and every year would go on and he'd tell me I would be pregnant the thing the thing is though to give you to say that statement yeah. so boldly it's yeah. it, like it, you can't be so sure of something I mean you can never be sure of anything in life and just to keep saying that to you probably even built your hopes up even more and then it even made it even more emotional every time you weren't pregnant yeah exactly yeah but it is what it is and I, I'm grateful for all the doctors that have been involved like I'm here now and that's the yeah. thing so yeah definitely and what advice would you have for other women going through IVF at the moment as well my main thing would be to talk to people. 
at the beginning I didn't talk to anyone and I kept it all in and I thought I could handle it all by myself and my emotions and I couldn't and when I started to talk about it and open up to people that I trusted and I found that's kind of how my Instagram started actually I opened it up to see if I could find people in the same position as me when you're going through infertility you kind of feel like you're the only person in the world that feels that pain and actually when you reach out to people you'll soon see that there's so many women going through this heartache all together I actually put a poll up on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago asking just a yes or no have you had problems to conceive your child and I think 82% said yes gosh yeah wow nearly a thousand people answered so I was quite shocked with that that so many people had struggled and at the beginning I didn't realize that so many people were going through it but actually there is a lot more people than you think that are all dealing with it but decide not to talk about it yeah and it's actually amazing that you've now got this platform and to have that amount of women also follow you and obviously they they must see your journey as well and obviously you know you've got your babies now which is amazing but you must sort of have so, so many it's almost so many friends that you've probably never met before and to give hope to so many people yeah I mean I've met some of my closest friends through going through this um one specifically I ended up um going through IVF at the same time she's here in Jersey and we had twins six months apart oh wow now, that's so but, lovely yeah so it's it's amazing really the people that I've found along the way have they've become my rocks and they did throughout the whole journey and and you know some of them are now going through their own journey and I'm able to help them but obviously I was quite lucky or I know I was very very lucky to for my first IVF to work I know a lot of people that are on their third fourth fifth and so on and Mm -hmm. my heart breaks for them because I honestly couldn't imagine having to go through that so many times so I know that I'm lucky in in that sense that my IVF worked first time but yeah firsthand in the weight that I had and the medication that I put in my body through those all those years I know how hard it is and Mm. yeah that's what I just say to to women is to try and talk about it even if it's to your husband or your partner or your mum you know find someone that you can talk to message me on Instagram I'm honestly if anybody ever wanted to contact me I'd be more than open to being there to listen and talk that's amazing I'll pop a a link below in this podcast of your Instagram as well so people can go sort of check you out and follow follow your journey as well Um, I know you said before that you donated your eggs which is absolutely amazing and we spoke a bit a little bit about it before but what was your sort of decision for doing that was that did you only need the 14 that you saved or did you want to donate them from the start how did what was the lead up to that So we'd always kind of thought about it knowing, so within my treatment here in Jersey, the IUIs, it's the same kind of process at the beginning where um, they keep an eye on how many follicles you're creating within inside your ovaries. And I knew that I was creating quite a lot every month. Now, when we originally went to Lister Clinic in London, they asked me about donating some of my eggs. Had I thought about it? Was it something that I'd want to do? 
and I said to them you know it's something I'd think about and then it might not sound great but they offered um a reduced IVF if I were to donate my eggs so we'd already thought about it but then they offered like it was probably half of the cost they said if you did decide to donate some of your eggs we would take half of the cost off wow I know yeah so it was a big decision I had to have counseling I had to it was all quite brutal actually when I think about it it was quite a hard time because I had to write a letter to my potential future children that I wouldn't (gasps) ever meet I I didn't realize it'd be that intense emotionally so it's not necessarily like I know this sounds awful, like half price, donate your eggs. It's actually a lot deeper than yeah, that. You had to write, there was like a form and you had to write reasons and like to tell your future children if they were to be with another family, you know, why you decided to donate them. Um, you had to talk about you and your, you know, your beliefs and what you enjoy because obviously they have to match your you up to the couple that are looking to, get an an egg sharer so Mm -hmm. you know they they want to match them so that they look like the family and yeah the same interests so you know they they'd match me with a lady with dark hair and you know that kind of thing Um, and do you do you know if they've been used so I do they I contacted their the clinic after the girls were born and I asked them because they did, the counsellor said to me before I donated them, she said, you know, if you want to find out, we, we can tell you if they've been used and if they've been successful. Um, so I con- contacted the clinic last year and the 15 eggs that I donated were split between two couples. And unfortunately, none of them were successful. So when they told me that, I cried because I was sad for those couples that they still hadn't had what I'd had. But there was kind of a bit of relief on my side because I thought maybe that's for the best and this is meant to be because would I spend the rest of my life wondering? Wondering. It's sort of bittersweet in a way. Like obviously you've helped two couples and it's been unfortunate that it hasn't worked out. But then on the other hand, how would you felt knowing there was like another two babies that were sort of half yours out there in the world? Would you be thinking for the rest of your life, like what if? And well, that's, would, would I, and then that's another emotional toll on you. Yeah. And there was um, an, like an agreement type thing that I had to sign that from the age of, excuse me, from the age of 18, if that child wanted to come and see me, they were allowed to. Gosh, what a, what a really big decision, but yeah, an amazing decision that you made as well and really yeah, selfless. They, it didn't help another couple out because I just, I as much as it, I was grateful for the reduced IVF because we weren't in a fi- good financial position, mm. you know, it, I did want to help another family and I wanted to stop another person feeling the pain that I felt. And that's yeah. my main goal in in donating my eggs. So it yeah, was yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's bittersweet, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. It's a it's amazing story that you've got though. And how was your pregnancy sort of throughout having the girls? Do you think you were more sort of um, anxious throughout the whole time because you know you you'd wanted these babies for so long? Definitely. But I was really lucky with my pregnancy. It was a breeze. Honestly, I had 
I had not one symptom. I was so lucky with, with all of it. I had, didn't have a symptom. I didn't have sickness. I went full term pretty much. I went to 37 weeks and two days, which is full wow. time for twins. Um, so I was definitely worried, especially that first trimester, because you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, it was just a scary thought to think that you'd come this far and for it all to just be taken away would would have literally shattered me to pieces. I don't even, even if you hadn't been trying and that happened, it's, it's heartbreaking. So, yeah. Um, that was always a worry, but no, we got here and they, I actually had a C-section for the girls. So um, I knew what day they were coming and everything and they're healthy. We, we were out, I had the section and then I was out of hospital within two days. So it was, wow. it was good. Yeah. And how much did they weigh? Hallie was born first and she was 5'13 and then Harlow was born at 6'3. So quite a good weight for twins yeah. then really good weight for twins really healthy they didn't have to go into um special care or anything they were it was oh, amazing I was really lucky with my pregnancy so and I'm how the, old are they both now they will be two in April so oh how exciting yeah, it's just flown by I can't believe it they're such little characters as well and are they are they identical or non-identical no they're non-identical so they are they couldn't be more different as well Harlow's got blue eyes and mousy brown hair Hallie's got really, really dark eyes and really dark hair. And Harlow's very much looks like me. And Hallie looks very much like her dad. She's got pointy eyebrows like her dad. But yeah. They, they definitely look, I mean, I know they're twins, but they definitely do look alike in a lot of ways as well. But I don't know whether that's because you dress them the same. Yeah. And they've both got like curly same. hair, but they're so cute. Oh, thank you. My final question for today is what is the main mantra you live your life by and why? Oh, that's a difficult one. You know what? I think after everything that I went through mentally for those seven years, I now just kind of want to, I want to just live my life with my family as, as best as I can and show my girls how to be strong because I wasn't. And I, I can admit that I, as much as people say you were so strong to, through all those years, I wasn't. Even my husband, when the girls were born, he was like, I feel like I finally got my wife back. That to me, I was a bit like, <gasps> because it made me realize actually I was lost for so long and I was yeah. su such a, like a shell of the person that I used to be. I wasn't the happy person that I used to be. Um, so now I just, I just want to be happy for my girls and, and show them how to be strong and to get through hard times and you know, not, not crumble when it comes to, because life is hard and you'll get different things that are going to come in our lives and we're going to struggle to get through them, but we kind of have to, you know? Yeah. That, I think that's a really good one to, to go by. With social media, it's portrayed as women are all skinny and all beautiful. And, and that's not the case. You know, a lot of us do have stretch marks and a belly and, and I want them to see that. So I'm, I like to show that on my Instagram as well that you know I'm I'm not perfect and they don't have to be either and I because I grew up thinking I want to be a size eight and I want to be skinny and I want to be perfect and I want to have this hair and I just don't want them to grow up feeling that, that they have to be a set way exactly yeah I, I completely agree 
Leah, you have been absolutely amazing. Um, I know you said before this that you were nervous, but I think you've just told the most amazing story. And I think that's going to help a lot of people and really inspire a lot of our listeners. Um, I was definitely blown away by it. So I'm so glad you overcame everything. And, you know, you've got your babies, Hallie and Harlow, now. Um, We'll pop a few links below to your Instagram and a bit more info on IVF. So we'll speak after and you can provide some some links or some good advice websites. Um, And guys, go give uh, Leah a follow because she's amazing and her twins are absolutely gorgeous but yeah thank you so much for coming on today no problem Um, thank you for having me let's catch up soon thank you so much thank you bye bye and if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to leave us a review